Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. <coughs> Let's get started. We're holding the end of Parak Aleph and Zevar Yeshua now. Now, we just finished off, we stopped actually in the middle of an Indian, in the middle of a topic. We're talking about here how Yeshua Benun is talking to children of Reuben God and Chatzis Shevet Menashe. So, he tells them to keep the shvuah that they had made with Moshe Rabbeinu, keep the promise they had made, the agreement that they would go over and fight in Eretz Yisrael before claiming their portion on Transjordan. That's what we're holding. Perak Aleph, Pasuk Yadalid. We, we just finished off with Yadalid yesterday. Pasuk Yadalid, your Neshechem Tapchem. So we finished off, we just said that Yoshua reminds them of the shvuah that they made. We just finished off with this. We'll just reread it. So your families and cattle will all stay on the east of the Yardin. You should cross in front of your brethren and fight. All of the mighty warriors. And help them. Before I speak out, see, really what was supposed to happen was, theoretically, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to conquer Eretz Yisrael, you don't need mighty warriors to conquer Eretz Yisrael. So why was it that they were, you know, send the mighty warriors, B'nai God, ahead of the Jewish people? Hashem could conquer it with uh, Shevet Shimon and Yehuda just as well. Doesn't mean in general, like, not, you know, so yeah. you don't want to necessarily show some... Exactly. So generally, things are not done in this world, meaning things are generally done in the most Teva-type way. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu made an agreement with them. You are the, you're the Gibori Chayel, you're the warriors. You're going to go ahead of everybody and fight for them. Until, let's continue, Tezvav. What does he mean also just, you should go out and help them? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it was like this. Imagine for a second, these two and a half Shvatim say, you know, we're good here. We'll just encamp you. You guys go. They already cleared out the space here. They got rid of Og. They got rid of Sichon. We're just going to settle here. The rest of you can go and fight the other enemies in Eretz Yisrael. That's not fair. So You already said, Yeah. I mean, and then you should help them. Yeah. What's the difference? In battle. Oh, go armed and help them in battle. Okay. It's just speaking out. Until Hashem will uh, cause them to be relieved or settled like you. And they'll also inherit the land. That Hashem will give to them. Meaning that, that area on the eastern side, on the west of, Eretz, of the Jordan. Excuse me. So when they get their area, then you will return to the land of your inheritance on the east of the Yardin. And you'll uh, settle in it. Re-emphasis, Evan Hashem. That Moshe Evan Hashem has given to you. In the east of the Yardin. Um, on the east of the Yardin, right? The east of the, the sets, uh, rising of the sun. Fine. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's shot. Okay, so this is what Moshe tells the tribes of Reuven, God, Chetzishevet, Menashe. So what do they respond? They knew this, that they had made this pact with Moshe. To Yeshua, right, sorry. They knew that they made this pact. So Yeshua is re-emphasizing. It's like, it's like we find sometimes that like Moshe Rabbeinu used to command the Jewish people, and then when it's Shas Maisa, he would re-emphasize. So now it's Shas Maisa, because they're about to cross the yard, and they're going to go in. Remember your agreement, you have to go in. Vayanu es Yeshua Lemur, they respond to Yeshua, saying, Kol asher tzivisanu, whatever you commanded us, we will do. And to whatever you send us, we will go. So we agree with what you're saying. 
We're going to fulfill our end of the bargain before we keep our portion on the eastern uh, part of the Jordan. Just as we listen to Moshe, so too we will listen to you. Now, this doesn't sound just like in the context of this shvua, this agreement, but in general. Just as when Moshe was alive, we listened to what he had, we took his direction, we're going to also take your direction. Now, Yeshua never said, take my direction like, like, like Moshe. Meaning he never spoke, he was just saying in this specific instance. They're responding and saying, just like we listened to Moshe Rabbeinu and he was the leader, we're going to listen to you as well. Whatever you say, wherever you send us. Which is huge for him probably. A very big deal. Rock, but, Hashem has to be with you like he was with Moshe. So what does it mean? It means, if Hashem's going to be with you, you're following in the right ways, you're leading the people in the right direction, we're going to listen to you just like we listen to Moshe Rabbeinu. There's not going to be any issue. It's weird that they're making that condition with him. I mean, if God's with you, then we'll follow you. Yeah. Well, they should tell God, can you please be with him because we need someone to follow him. Right. So I think really what this is referencing is a general idea, and we say that future Nevi'im are empowered just like Moshe was a Nevi'im leader in his generation and was looked at and revered with that stature, future Nevi'im have to also be revered with the same stature. So in a similar way here, Yeshua is not only Navi, he's also a leader, a king, a melech in a certain way. And they're saying, Moshe, and then the future leaders following, beginning with you, are going to be revered in the same way, assuming they follow in the ways of Moshe Rabbeinu, in the right, the straight and narrow, not doing the wrong thing. In the Farshim, we've got to speak out. In the next passage, I'll just speak it out now. They say, but if you start commanding people to transgress the Torah, for example, uh, then they're not going to listen to what you have to say, because that's the wrong thing. And even there, there are times in history when a Navi is allowed to, like you know, with Eliyahu and Hara Carmel, you know the story where he told them to bring a korban, it was outside of the base on Mikdash, it was necessary. Even then, there are certain leniencies given, but as a general rule, as if Hashem's with you, it means you're doing the right thing, we'll listen to what you have to say. And then they say, they emphasize even more, anyone that transgresses or rebels against your word, and doesn't listen to you, whatever you command, you must, he should die. It's a very strong statement. Whoever doesn't listen to what you have to say, he will die. So the Mepharshim, so the Malbim speaks this out, other Mepharshim speak out. It's a similar idea of misa. They were saying is, you're not just a Navi, you're also like a king. Someone transgresses the king, Misa. So they're saying is, we're going to listen to what you have to say if you follow in the ways of Moshe, and if people don't follow in, the w- in, in what you have to say, Misa. They're, going to, they're going to die. Rak chazak ve'ematz. Now we had this three times earlier in the parak. This is the fourth time really. Just be uh, strengthened and courageous. So if you look at the Mitzudas David, he says, Ratzalomar, we're only going to listen to you it's a very interesting thing. They're telling Yeshua, you, if someone rebels against you, you cannot be ve'ematz. You have to hold your own against them. You have to have them killed. They're You have to put them to death. Don't be moichel. That's what the chazak ve'ematz is emphasizing, emphasizing here. So this is a very interesting thing. You have a new leader stepping in. The problem is if the new leader shows any sign of weakness, any sign of inferiority, so very naturally what will people do? They'll take him not very seriously. You know, they'll, they'll degrade him. They'll become very lax. Things will become very loose in a problematic sort of way. So actually they're saying the opposite. is If someone 
this and doesn't listen to what you have to say, Chayav Misa, and you cannot be Moichel. You can't be Moichel because this is a uh, tenuous situation. This is a sensitive situation. We need everybody to understand who you are and what you're doing as Moshe's substitute in this case. And therefore, anyone who doesn't listen to you, Chayav Misa. You can't be Moichel. You're not allowed to be. It's going to hurt the nation if you're Moichel. Very, very uh, big aside here. You do find this sometimes. You know, like an old Rosh Hashiva and a new Rosh Hashiva or an old president, new president. So the last one was a certain power and people looked at him with a certain reverence, etc. Somebody new steps in. So now, okay, he wants to be a nice guy maybe, but it's not a good thing to be a nice guy because then people start to look at him with a certain level of disrespect and then when he tries to do his job, he's completely ineffective. So sometimes actually he has to be more intense in the beginning in a certain way so that people realize, you know, actually this is... This is real. This is serious. This isn't just uh, a Mickey Mouse project. This is really, this is a real business. So telling him, you have, to, you have to hold your ground and make sure that whatever it is that's done, nobody disrespects or doesn't listen to you, especially in the beginning. <coughs> that's what Vnei and I wonder myself if coming from them, it actually has serious impact because they're the, they're the mighty warriors. So it could be <coughs> when the rest of the nation sees that the most powerful of them are giving such kavod and recognizing Yeshua's stature, and they're saying, we're going to back you on that, maybe then the rest of the people absorb the same mentality also. So they understood, we are Gibari Achayil. We have to show, not only in our immediate responsibility to cross over, are we following Yeshua, but even after, in general, we back Yeshua bin Nun. Maybe that's why they're the ones who specifically are emphasizing this. I was I yeah. just wondering, no, on a yeah. similar point, but yeah. that they, Moshe, Yeshua is almost like inserting, like you have to do it because you agree this to Moshe. Mm. You're saying much more. If you're the leader, you're the boss, Very so good. you tell us what to do. Very good. Right. Meaning, Yeshua is almost being Moichel on his covet already, from the onset. He's saying, just listen because Moshe told you to. They're saying, no, we're going to listen because you told us to. Meaning, which is putting him on a pedestal already. So Very you good. almost made a mistake already. That's amazing, yeah. Well, I had a mistake, saying, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you see I'm how much of an honor. You see how much of an honor he was. Actually, it makes a lot, we learned earlier in the Torah. Actually, Yeshua was like his Rebbe Moshe, honor Mikol Adam. So it's natural. Well, it's true by Moshe also. He was a very hesitant. Exactly. He said Shlach Naviyat He didn't want the job. Yeah. All right, we'll stop here. Is Hashem? We'll pick up with Perik Beis tomorrow. Have a great day.